Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So Emily and I were having a conversation about y'all. <laughs> and <laughs> were your ears burning? I know we were talking about you. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I was trying to articulate a problem that I'm seeing in this space that is literally making people miss massive opportunities and you're losing out on revenue and you're losing out on tapping into industry terms that already are known. And so much of this comes down to relabeling who you are to make it more well-known to the rest of the world, which for whatever reason, small business owners, especially those in the creative space, for years have continued to call themselves as such. I'm a small business owner. I run a small business. I run a creative business. I'm a creative entrepreneur. We've seen these terms run rampant. But the thing that is missing right now in this space is that you are not utilizing terms that the rest of the world recognizes and already uses. And because of that, you're missing out on business. And so I was trying to articulate it. And then we made this discovery together. And I am so excited because if you have previously identified yourself as a creative small business owner, especially those of you who are running a service-based business, who are working B2B and ultimately helping other small businesses. We have an up level for you. We are going to change the game. And yep. I will say part of this started as I, before we get into the meat of it, I remember Emily and I having this frustrating conversation. It comes up every six months and especially right before a holiday where you're like dreading introducing yourself to someone else because you're like, they're not going to understand what I do. They're not going to understand where I come from or how I can help other people. And what do you call yourself, right? Like the question of what do you call yourself and what are people are actually going to understand? And, you know, for a long time, Emily and I called ourselves small business owners. And then we made a shift a couple of years back where, you know, I said I ran a small education company and suddenly people started like perking their ears up and oh, tell me more about what that means. And then now I consistently say I'm the CFO of an education company. And because of that, the way in which everyone else views me is taken way more seriously, even though I knew I was serious the whole time. Well, and here's the thing is like, 
honestly, I don't give a shit if anyone takes me seriously or not. But the side effect of that is then they introduce you to people who could actually be ideal clients, who you could work with, who would hire you. It's about like establishing your credibility and your street cred almost so that the right people feel confident to refer you, talk about you, link you up, et cetera. Well, you know, and I think part of this comes down to we got so mad at the rest of the world that we wanted to go out and do our own thing. And then we forget that the people that know and love us and care about us and are connected to us, even from our previous work lives, like say you were previously in the corporate world and you've since like removed yourself from that environment. Okay. Those people are still your best potential recommendations and your best potential referrals. And even if we're just talking about Google alone, like if you want to be search and found, like if you want to be an option for other people, then the way in which you talk about yourself and you talk about your company is critical. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I think we're also going through, you know, we've kind of talked about this in a previous episode of, you know, the girl boss era and what does that mean and what's coming in. And I did hear some really great DMs and some messages about how people are excited that we're phasing into a new era and what it's going to look like for them. So thank you all for sharing that so much. I think that this continues to aid in that conversation of solidifying your expertise. We've really opened up our conversations with the clients that we work with in the last year or so of talking to people who are niche experts in their industry. And we were still using your niche service provider, a niche expert service provider. And we were brainstorming last weekend just about like, how can we take that up a notch? How can we clarify who we're talking to in the whole giant pool of people who are service providers, who do B2B? And I think First of all, I want to really, really preface this conversation with like, just because we had a messaging unlocking, oh my gosh, aha moment, doesn't mean that everything we've been doing the past six years was wrong or bad or who we didn't want to be talking to. With age, with experience, with doing it comes clarification. And so if you haven't even figured this out yet for yourself, that's okay. But once you know better, you do better kind of thing. And that's what we're really excited to lean into. Yeah. So part of it was trying to identify. I was like, okay. And I literally, you guys have real names. So I'm talking about real people. I'm talking about actual people in this audience that I know, actual clients. And I was like, I just feel like the way they're talking about themselves, like something is off, something is wrong. Like, what is it? And I was like, these are the kinds of things they do. These are the kinds of ways they help. And I was like, I feel like they're this. And then we're like, well, let's, Let's what's what's the definition (laughs) of that thing? And then light bulbs went off. Fireworks. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was huge. And I was like, that's it. Okay. So spoiler alert. In the beginning, I said, if you're a service provider who serves other businesses and helps in some capacity, you might fall into this category. And I think more of you who are B2B, then you realize, fall into this bucket. And we're going to really define what this bucket looks like. But you are likely a business consultant and you are not claiming your title. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A service provider and that 
title is so broad. It's so loose. It's not generalized. And I feel like this small shift of clarity can not only help you in your confidence of talking about what you do, but also going back to what we said earlier, and I'm going to give you an exact example of this y'all here in a second, but it's going to open up the door to potential clients who are now, it's going to be very obvious just by reading your title that you're a right fit for them. But it just like up levels your expertise and how you can help people just by a simple word change. Yeah. So if you think about service providers, we think, okay, so they're serving first, which is incredible and definitely necessary. They generally solve problems. Fantastic. And the problem I have seen again and again and again is service providers are like, how do I articulate the problem that I'm solving? And you know, if you're working B2B, I'm like, oh, it really should fit in this category, this category, this category. Well, the cool part about business consultants is they generally solve like huge variety of problems, but the way in which they get there is very similar. So business consultants, if you look at those specifically, they help other companies other small businesses, insert any word that you want for company. They help other companies overcome challenges, increase revenue or grow. And there's a couple other things that they might fall into the bucket, but specifically, I want to dive into ways in which they're doing this. And this is the backbone that you're not leaning into. Because ultimately, if you're a business consultant and you're doing one of these things, likely you're providing expertise in a specific market, like think about search engine optimization or your bookkeeping, or you're an HR consultant, okay? You're providing expertise in a specific area of business, a specific market. Maybe you're identifying problems. Like think about all the people, I've heard people describe themselves as like, almost like a detective where they come in and they search and find. I have a friend who her zone of genius is definitely in the operational world. And she's been known to like come in and look at all your systems and identify the problems, but also develop the solution. Okay. Well, calling yourself a detective and calling yourself a business consultant (laughs) likely result in two very different outcomes for the long term of your business. Maybe you're supplementing existing staff. This is probably the biggest category that people are doing, but they're not calling it this. Okay. They're ultimately saying they're a marketing boutique or they're a social media expert or they're a Pinterest manager or whatever strategist of some kind. But the thing they're actually doing is allowing the other business to not staff that position. And that saves them so much money. Yes. We work with clients who their entire consulting business is this, and this language shift and then justifying price shift dramatically changed her entire business and the relationship with the clients that she serves. Yeah. Cause we had a very specific conversation with a very specific client and she was like, Oh, I don't know about this price point. And she, you know, tends to work with a lot of restaurateurs and she's a social media manager of sorts. And she was like, I can't imagine charging this. And I said, you know what it would cost that restaurant to have a full-time marketing person to do this? And we laid it out there. We laid out what salary would look like. And I said, but do you realize, sure, they could hire someone and maybe it would cost them about the same. Maybe it would cost them a little bit more than what you're charging. 
But at the end of the day, that is not their zone of genius. So then they also have to train that person. And if that's not their background, the likelihood of them getting results is really low. And it was just like, I could just see light bulbs going off in her brain. And she was like, oh my God. And like, because of that, okay, sure. For her, this one client, maybe 10% of her time. Okay. But for this client, the results she can get in 10% of her time is light years more than they could accomplish even hiring a full-time person to complete the activities and jobs that she's doing. Like massive shift, right? Some of these people are initiating change. I feel like our HR... Yeah, or DEI consultants. Yeah, it could be a DEI consultant. I could also see HR coming in to like do a restructuring or even some like management shifts. But there's all sorts of changes that could come in. It could literally just be someone moving from one system to another. We have a client who is really helping people set up their project management system. That's initiating change internally, providing objectivity. Sometimes people just need a neutral third party. We've literally hired people to sit as third-party consultants on our team to have an outside eyeball on things. Yeah. <laughs> this is like we have like a productivity consultant in our program right now. And this would be a little bit of initiating change and providing ob- objectivity for the betterment and health of the staff. Mm-hmm. Teaching and training employees. Like, gosh, we just hired a management coach for our staff who this is what she does. She teaches our managers to be better managers. Could Emily and I read a million books and attempt to like, to thought about it, (laughs) that knowledge. And like, we Uh still are going to learn the things, but the fast track to get them the information they need and hiring an outside consultant is like incredibly powerful. So training, I know a lot of these people, I don't know how to say this without making a huge judgment on a huge industry, but A lot of people that are trainers consider themselves like course providers or coaches, but if they made the shift to trainers, the amount they could charge and the like impact they could have and like the way they could be so much more specific, it might still include course materials. It might still include curriculum and coaching, but you being a trainer, oh my God. (laughs) Yep. This is an extension of eliminating staff, but doing the dirty work so often, if you're working B2B, you're doing the work that other people don't want to do, but you're not acknowledging it. You're not saying I do the dirty work so you don't have to. You literally use that. You're a business consult that does the dirty work and insert any area of business so you don't have to all the time. Bookkeepers is a huge one for this one. Uh I don't want to even touch no. That line item. Okay, no. right? Thank you. <laughs> Reviving an organization. This can look like a million things, but I would say this might be something we're incredibly good at. Like, I love breathing new life into people all the time. This could also be if you're coming in for team morale. So we have some people within our client base who HR hires them to come in and host team building workshops and leadership trainings and stuff like that. Maybe you are helping someone create a new business or lay the foundations. You're working B2B. You're ultimately a business consultant. But even if you're building that initial website or building well, that and we identity. And we clients who are doing that research and in like the fashion industry for like 
outsourcing and pricing and then the marketing behind it, like everything that it's going to take to get that thing off the ground. Yeah, totally. There's so many different aspects. And I personally, like when you lean into industries, like I know the thought that we have someone in the fashion industry doing this for other businesses that want to add like products to like her success opportunity because she's so specific. So huge. I feel like so often we're scared. And so we generalize. And if we just got a little bit more specific, like it could really make a huge difference. Another area of business is influencing people. And I would even venture to say sales is kind of an arm of this. And also like getting funding, getting capital, writing grant letters, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it could definitely be in the like PR. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. This can look like so many different things, but yes, to all of those things and more, whether that be a group of people or people who you want money from or whatever, there's so many opportunities, but likely if you're working B2B, you sit in one of these areas. And ultimately, you fit in those three major buckets I mentioned from the beginning, where you're helping people overcome challenges, increase revenue or grow. And because of that, you know what happens to your problem solution statement, like, you can get so much more clear on the roadblocks that you are preventing, the hurdles you're helping people overcome, the way they're going to get a direct return on their investment. Oh my God, the clarity, light bulbs. Are you seeing the fireworks like I am? Well, and let's talk about the industries that these folks fall into because, you know, we've shared about this too of how our client base that we're helping people inside the incubator aren't industry specific and they're not offer specific, but we wanted to kind of niche down and nail down, okay, but who is it right for? Because we definitely are not right for everyone and we know that, but we've never felt comfortable being like it's only in this area because the framework that we teach is still the same. We're ultimately reviving so much of your organization to be systematized, shift into the consulting era, hire and delegate, create your system, like everything. And so that part doesn't matter. But the industries that we're seeing these select things that consultants do that are falling under marketing, HR, finance, operations, strategy, and management. And I'm sure as we listed off all those ideas above, you could easily fit each and every one of those into one of these industries. Right. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. 
When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And so one of the things that I think is so fascinating about business consultants, which you probably aren't calling yourself that, so service providers that serve B2B that likely fit into all the categories I just mentioned, PS, you're a business consultant. The thing I find so fascinating is usually they have this super niche expertise, not always in an industry though, like it's in an area of business. So like they are incredible at SEO or they are incredible at coding a website or they are incredible at recruiting for HR. You know, they're a bookkeeper and they get in the weeds with the numbers. The problem with all of these things is you're so good in your one area that you are not designed as a human being to be like a business generalist. And so you're likely neglecting major parts of your business (laughs) because you're so focused on serving people. You're so focused on serving your clients and the rest of the operations that are required to ultimately run your business, keep it streamlined and ultimately grow are being neglected because that's not your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. I just truly think that the shift of really understanding and leaning into the expertise that being a consultant truly is, it unlocks completely new markets for you. It unlocks completely new price points for you. I can't tell you how many times we've had conversations with our own clients who are still living in that I'm a service provider realm and 
So what happens is, is that, okay, you're living in the service provider realm. You're Googling things for service providers, resources. You're listening to podcasts and reading blogs and downloading whatever to help your creative small business. And the resources that you get aren't bad, but they're also, you tap out of them, right? You outgrow them and you don't know what's after that and what's next. And so if we constantly didn't choose to stay in the world, that's only serving us right now. It's just this bubble. I'm sure you guys have said something like this, right? Where it's like, I feel like I'm hearing from all the same people. I'm learning from all the same people. Like this industry is so small. And if you're feeling that, I think that that's a sign that you've outgrown that. And that's okay. It served you for when it needed to. It got you here. That's amazing. And be so thankful for that. And I also want you to do a deep dive and ask yourself if you're ready to up level and grow and untap something new. The cool part. We're ready for it for you. Oh, we're (laughs) ready for you for sure. Okay. So here's the untapped opportunity. When you make this shift, not only are you going to shift how you talk about yourself to others. But the cool part about being a business consultant is it's a more understood term in every other industry except the one you're in. <laughs> Literally. So if you're sitting here and you're like, God, where are my big dreamy clients? I'm hearing you, you guys in the incubator, your clients are landing clients like Google and other tech companies and Etsy and these like really big organizations. Like, how is that even possible? I'm just a nobody and no one knows who I am. It's the language that they're using. They don't have anything that you can't untap at all. They learned a new vocabulary. Yeah. And they're capitalizing on the vocabulary. Like our team building extraordinaire, (laughs) (laughs) Christina. So much of her success, in my opinion, comes down to using the right language that is actually being searched. So she is being found. And oh, yeah. And she's going to blow the fuck up. Like she's already well on her way. Like the amount of Fortune 500 clients she's already have and had in less than a year, like freaking incredible. And now I'm not saying that if you're a business consultant that you have to want to work with big business. It's not necessarily the case at all, but it opens you up to businesses that are likely more established. And this is the thing I want to really capitalize on here is because how do I say this without offending? I'm going to offend. It's just what's going to happen. Small business owners, specifically creative entrepreneurs, specifically female creative entrepreneurs, most of them aren't that profitable. Most of them aren't making that much money. Most of them are doing it for fun. And so if you want to be profitable, if you want to be generating enough money for your family, but also potentially for a team to support like a whole team, you have to be thinking about where are my ideal clients? And they likely aren't all in the same industry. And it's like you're trying because it sounds easier because it sounds simpler. You're trying to be B2B, but only in this market. So like, so you're like, I'm a female small business owner who only wants to work with other female small business owners. Spoiler alert, like you're going to tap out. Big. You're going to tap out. And you're so like tap out. you have to open yourself up to bigger opportunities. And it's scary. Like, I mean, speaking for myself, like it can feel like a lot, but the shocking thing is they're literally right there. They just don't know you're a resource because you haven't 
said, Hey, I can do the thing. You haven't made yourself known and you likely could have incredible clients that are maybe not totally in this bubble, but they are still incredible clients. They're just, yeah. (laughs) And you know, sitting here stressed out about, God, I don't really want to like blog all the time and create a bunch of content and show up on Instagram and grow my email list. We've talked about that conversation for years about how to ditch all that stuff and grow your service-based business. This is the next up level that actually dials that up even more because guess what? Like the hiring HR person at Google isn't reading your blog post, your reels. They don't give a shit about that. And I keep using that as an example only because like our clients work with a lot of tech companies, but I'm not boxing you into having to work with Google, but they don't have that time either. The people who have the time to read those kinds of things and go through those contents, they might feel the loudest for you right now, but they're also the ones who are going to push back more often than not about the budget, about the cost, about the committing You know who's not pushing back about budgets? People that are out of time and they're relying on two things, which is not social media, by the way. They're relying on two things. They're either searching, like I have a problem, I'm Googling my problem, I am ready to hire the right kind of person because I have a problem. Or they're asking for referrals from their network. And if you haven't tapped into a new network yet, you're missing opportunities. Cause here's the thing. You literally just need one. You need just one in a new, it's not even really a new market. It feels like a new market because like the names are less familiar. The business names are less familiar. Like it's literally existed outside this bubble the whole time. There's work outside of this bubble. <laughs> so much work outside this bubble. Oh my Google gosh. Has 5,000 teams. <laughs> literally. And so because of that, like, okay, just as that example, like you might get hired by one of their teams and then get hired again by another one of their teams. (laughs) You could retire off of just working with teams from Google. Literally. It takes more of your expertise and less of the fluff, Mm -hmm. less of the fluff that you think that your business needs to be noticed. You got to be so specific. And this is the thing. You can't be so loosey goosey about the thing you offer and what it does for people. You have to be so sure, which is why we literally developed the incubator so that you could refine your signature service because we're still calling it a service. Ultimately, your offer is a service. (laughs) Yeah, you might be a business consultant, but what you're doing is a service to other people. You're solving a problem, okay? But the more clear we can get on what you're doing and how you're doing it and create a system around it and have the team in place to support it, (laughs) there's no upper limit. There's no upper limit. None. And it also doesn't mean that you have to be doing the exact same work forever and ever because that's all what we help you establish. You continue to evolve as a human. Do you think Emily and I have done the same job for the last six years? No. LOL. No. 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 But that's also why I think it's the excuse that service providers use when they want to shift to one to many is because they don't want to keep doing the work for everyone because the people that they're working with don't have the budget to make it realistic. But trust me, all of a sudden, (laughs) how would you like to go from like a $1,500 client to a $50,000 client? 
I'm just saying the likelihood of you being excited to show up for them changes dramatically. It changes a little bit. It changes a little bit. Now, not to say that you have to charge the specific price point to fit in this category, but the thing is when you are in this category, the budget numbers associated with hiring outsourced business consultants for to solve a particular problem, even in businesses of our size, right? Okay, so like we're not... We're by no means big. We've definitely passed a threshold. But now, like, some of our consultants that we are paying, like, they earn essentially a salary in our business. And we pay them for a year. Like, they're not going anywhere. We spend five figures plus on individual consultants, multiple of them within our business. One, two, three. Like, at least five. Mm Mm-hmm. And they will never be members of our staff on purpose. And the hiring business consultants instead of VAs, I could just... That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I just want your brain to be worrying. That's all I'm asking you today. You don't need to go to your website and take a machete nope. to it. You don't nope. need to change your content strategy plan. You don't even need to change your offer yet. I just want yeah. you to be open to the possibility that there is more available to you that you're not taking advantage of and perhaps... Boss Project has a few thoughts and ideas for how you could make this shift in a really tangible way. Yeah. I'm really excited for and your if future. And if making this shift is legitimately exciting for you and you could see how the couple of those initial dots could be connected, you don't have to see the whole picture. Mm-mm. But if you could see how a couple of those initial dots could be connected, please, I'm asking you, I'm telling you, go to Instagram right now, right? Pause, go to Instagram, type in at Boss Project, find us. Hit the message button and say, I'm ready to shift my language to consultants. Does that make sense for me? And can we please start that conversation? Yeah, I need to know. And I'm happy to have the conversation with you. And perhaps I'm wondering, like, if you've started landing a couple of these clients, but you're not sure how to capitalize on it, like maybe you landed a client at 15,000 or 20,000 and you're like, how do I do this more? Like, I have some thoughts and ideas there too. But truly, there's so much available to you. I think there's a lot of you that are already successful. Like, and this is why you're hesitant to make changes. You know, maybe you're already making 250,000, half a million dollars a year. And you know, there's more available to you. You know, you're excited about potentially growing a staff, but you can't do it now. You're like, I can't afford it now, but I want it. But how would I even make the steps? Like, let's have a conversation because not everyone wants to capitalize that on this. And that's okay. That's okay. But you have so much available to you and you need to be connected with your ideal clients. They literally are searching and begging for you to exist and they can't find you if you continue to make some of these mistakes. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creative shop,